0: So today we are continuing with our series, Rage Against the Machine, the Subversive Message of the Lord's Prayer. And uh, man, I hope, I hope that music is just getting you amped up for this prayer that we pray every week. You know, it's just, we're, we're taking it kind of section by section. and we're exploring, what is this thing that's going on underneath that maybe we were never aware of? Now, uh, sometimes you come across something and it makes sense right away. You, you know those moments. Uh, like, like this restaurant's menu. You see it and you just know. My girlfriend is not hungry. This is an order, right? Uh, add extra french fries to your entree and fried chicken wings, two of them, or fried cheese sticks, three of them. <laughs> that just makes sense, yes. Except if Danny and I were to go there, it would say, my husband is going to eat his food and try to eat mine. That's what it would say. <laughs> so we would order that. Uh, then there are times you experience something and it makes absolutely no sense at all. Uh, kind of like what this person experienced. When people say, this is my baby, they don't always mean a baby. Sometimes they mean a dog, a Somali student, and what surprised her most about the United States. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense until it does, right? Uh, but then there are moments in life when you don't notice something until you, you do. I don't know if that makes sense. This seems to capture that most effectively for me. My wife on her wedding day and her smile the day she met Rob Lowe. And I mean, who couldn't smile like that when you meet Rob Lowe? He seems like he's amazing. <laughs> and my, my favorite times are when uh, we're so used to thinking one particular way that uh, we don't know how to think any other way, like what this person uh, experienced. When I bought my giant crystal ball, the lady looked at me in the eye and said, whatever you do, never, ever leave it uncovered when you're not home. And I said, oh, wow, because of the spirits? And she said, What? No, because if the sun hits it weird, it'll burn down your house. <laughs> Important lesson. And this is some of what's going on in our section of the Lord's Prayer today. That we're so used to reading it in one particular way, we don't notice there's another way of understanding it. There's another way of seeing it. And so as we read this part, I want you to just pay attention to what's kind of strange about this. You know, we say it all the time. Have you noticed how weird this is? All right, um, so let's put, the, put that scripture up on the screen And let's read this together. Give us this day our daily bread. May God add a blessing to the hearing, the reading, and the living out of this scripture. Did you notice what was weird about that? It's it's very uh, redundant. Give us this day our daily bread. (laughs) Hold on. So, give us today our daily bread no one would talk like that. Why would Jesus teach a prayer that says, give us today our bread for today? It it makes no sense. Uh, So when you go to the the Greek word for daily, it's actually a word that exists nowhere else in the Bible. It's just this word. It's kind of, I guess, a a made-up word. And so we've kind of, the best we've done is to say, okay, it it means something like daily. But if you take that word and you separate it apart, there are two pieces to it: a suffix and a verb. And you don't need to know all this, but uh, you separate it out. You put it back in the Aramaic, which is what Jesus would have spoken. The translation that comes out isn't daily. The translation that comes out is something like um, tomorrow or future. So all of a sudden, the the prayer isn't "Give us this day our daily bread." The prayer becomes "Give us this day our bread for tomorrow. Give us this day our bread for the future." Which feels wrong in a lot of ways because we've been taught, oh, you don't, you you just, you have what you need for today. You're not going to take tomorrow's bread and also have it today or the future stuff and have it today. That's greedy. Then you have more than you need. But this isn't really about greed, it's about urgency. Because Jesus goes around and he's constantly saying, the kingdom of heaven, what is the kingdom of heaven like? It's like a banquet, it's like a feast, it's like a party. The king of heaven is like all these things. And the understanding was, oh, yeah, when everything's right, when everything's fixed, when everything's whole, then everyone's going to have everything they need. So the prayer becomes, give us this day our bread for tomorrow because, you know, when this thing happens tomorrow, well, we'd like it today. (laughs) We'd like it right now. We want to show up our bread for the future today. Give us some of that. This is the prayer. Uh, The prophet Isaiah says it this way. He says, uh, on this mountain, the Lord of heavenly forces will prepare for all peoples a rich feast, a feast of choice wines, of select foods, rich in flavor, of choice wines, well refined. You see the feast? Everyone has enough. They will say on that day, look, this is our God for whom we have waited, and he has saved us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let's be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This was the the jewish understanding yeah at the end there's a feast and everyone everyone gets to be a part of it and everyone has this abundance and everyone has enough and so this prayer we're praying isn't about give us just enough to get by it's about hey give us all this stuff that's supposed to happen give it to us now we want it now we need it now it's a prayer of urgency it's a prayer of god's kingdom coming you see the pattern from week one to week two to week three your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us a day our daily bread. And man, don't we need, don't we need that now? We don't just want it, we need it. We're feeling it. These last 18 months have just been so heavy in so many ways, so difficult in so many ways. We've, we've used this word pandemic, you know, which feels too sterile of a word to me. It can't describe everything we've been through. All the struggles we've experienced in so many ways. And we're all exhausted. And some Sundays when I walk in here, you can walk into any group pretty much anywhere and feel the exhaustion and the weight and the heaviness. And some Sundays I walk in here and I feel that from us. And that's not a bad thing. Because a lot of times someone was telling me earlier, yeah, a lot of times we fake it at church we come together and we pretend like everything's okay. And so I really value those moments where I walk in and I feel the weight of what we're all feeling together. And if you listen and you pay attention when you walk into a group, you you know every group you walk into, every group you're walking into these days, everyone's feeling that. Everyone's feeling the heaviness, the exhaustion. And so this prayer, give us this day, our bread for tomorrow, this is, we're really wanting that. It's been a long, hard road. And so I say pandemic feels sterile because lockdowns, where we can't see family or friends, and school changes, and work changes, and job losses, 700,000 people dead. That's one in 500 people in the U.S. One in 500. And that doesn't count just all the other stuff that happens in our, in our normal lives, from family relationships and job shifts and stress and just all these other pieces. We're walking around with a lot, we're carrying a lot, we're holding on to a lot. And that doesn't, that doesn't even factor in uh, you know, the murder of George Floyd. It doesn't factor in the election. It doesn't factor in the Capitol riot. There, there are all these other pieces we're carrying. And when we don't acknowledge that kind of stuff, it does something in us. Which is why we see so much of what we're seeing in our country as far as divisiveness and rage and anger and violence, because all that stuff overflows. We may not pay attention to it up here, but our body knows what we're going through. Our body is a source of wisdom that we often don't talk about. And we've all gone through it on on different levels, um, but it's all been impactful and heavy. This past week, uh, I spent some time talking with Morgan Feemster, And Morgan is a a member of our church. She lives in Winston-Salem. And she is a nurse at uh, Baptist Hospital. And I I just wanted to know, what has the last 18 months been like for her in her life? And so she spent some time sharing that on video for us today. And before I I show the video, I just wanna say, um, she shares some pretty heavy stuff about death, and uh, if you—if that's gonna trigger you, if that's gonna be too heavy for you, that's—that's that's okay. And I want to invite you just to feel free to go ahead and step out of the sanctuary. If you're watching online, go ahead and and mute the volume. That's—that's that's okay, because um, it's pretty heavy. But when we talked, it did something to my heart and soul, and I'm trusting it's gonna do the same thing for you. So I think it's important that we hear what she has to share. And so uh, let's put that video on the screen.
1: I am a nurse at Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center in the medical ICU. That is one of our main COVID ICUs there. It's just been, I don't even know how to put it into words really. Um, The most difficult thing I've had to do, um, a lot of death, a lot of grief, a lot of um, just not knowing how to handle certain situations, plus the family situation, them having to come in and they have to don the PPE and we go in with them and just that's sometimes the first time they've seen their family member in maybe two months in person, so they're coming in to say goodbye essentially. The protocols and procedures for us are different and they've changed a lot. At some point we were having to put COVID patients' heads, wrap them in trash bags after they passed away. And that is just something I never want to do. Um, That is something that seems so inhumane, even though these people are not alive anymore. But at some point we had to do that and they have to go to their own different um, morgue. And at one point we had trailers outside that we had to put people's bodies in because we didn't have enough room. And that's just truly, that's difficult to, just difficult to think about, to see, to know that you have that much depth, that you have nowhere to put these people. Um, and It doesn't seem like you're able to honor their body, I guess, when you have to put them in a truck, a cooler. It's just hard. Um, I've prayed a lot, I've journaled a lot. Um, I have a Bible study where people, you know, will ask me these kind of things, and that's hard to tell them um, what it's like to feel this way and to see people like this um, and hold people's hands while they die when their families can't come see them. That is not something that's easy. Um, but I think it's it's okay to be sad and to feel grief and to for this to be hard because I'm only human too. And you know, God has asked me to do this and I'm happy to do it um, each day. He asked me to keep showing up and I'm glad to do that for families and patients who are going through probably the most difficult time of their life. Um, just because it's hard for me doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. Um, he asks us to do hard things and I think that's okay. And I pray the same prayer when I go to work, I'm essentially asking him you know, to help me care for his people, to be his hands and feet. Um, And I pray for my coworkers because I know it's just as hard for them. And just to ask him to renew our spirit and help us to keep going because it is, it is a lot.
0: And so that's what our healthcare workers and our nurses and our doctors have been going through for a year and a half, just trying to find ways to navigate that heaviness. Day after day after day. And and the fact more said that I, this is something I continue to feel called to do. I continue to feel called to keep going in this difficulty and this struggle. And we don't have to be doctors or nurses or healthcare workers to be feeling that same weight in our own lives and all the things we're going through. But what I find so important is that. Uh, Morgan doesn't expect God to come pick her up out of this situation and magically make everything better. And sometimes when we pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, I feel like we're looking for a magic answer that everything will magically be made better, that everything will be fixed, Uh, when what happens really is that God shows up when we're wandering in the wilderness and when we're wandering in the desert and gives us this provision to help us survive. Which is the story of the israelites remember the story they get this manna they've been wandering in the wilderness and they're hungry and they're hangry and they're upset and they're frustrated and god sends them manna and it's enough for everyone to have some and everyone gathers some and the deal is if you keep it till the next day it goes bad and it gets bugs and gets nasty and gross but there's plenty you can have plenty there's enough for everyone to have plenty it's just you can't keep that days to the next day The next day more shows up and there's always more and it never seems to run out you're always getting what you need right a little taste of the kingdom of heaven now a little taste of everyone getting what they need now and it's not that they're taken out of the wilderness it's that they're provided for in the midst of it And that manna, you know, that manna still exists today. I don't mean uh, metaphorically, I mean literally that manna still actually exists. If you go to the Sinai Peninsula, the Bedouin people there, they're nomads, they still gather and bake and boil and eat manna. And they still call it manna, uh, which is just a Hebrew word for uh, what is it, (laughs) which is a great name, right? What is it? Yeah. Well, they don't know, but they're still eating it, right? We know what it is, actually. Now uh, there are these little bugs, yeah this is going to get great isn't it, so it's plant lice and they eat sap from trees and bushes and things and when they eat this sap, uh, what it does is they begin excreting this yellowish kind of liquid, sometimes a flake of some sort. And uh, they do this, they eat this because they need enough nitrogen to live. And so they excrete this stuff, and uh, sometimes it's, well, it's always in a liquid form, but because of the desert, it dries very quickly. And as it dries and the the, um, liquid gets kind of sucked out and it becomes a little drier, it becomes this flaky thing that's rich in carbohydrates and sugars. And it only lasts for a little bit in the morning, because as it heats up, it melts and disappears, and ants come and eat it, which sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? And so uh, when i tell people this a lot of times people get a little frustrated because uh, we like the idea of manna being something magical that comes out of nowhere something magical that god creates out of nothing that feels like a miracle which makes me wonder what 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 is a miracle what is magical is it when something is created out of nothing or as one of my professors said. Is it uh, when God wakes up thousands of little bugs to make the Israelites breakfast every day <laughs> for 40 years? That seems pretty magical, too. If you've ever made breakfast for somebody, can you imagine 40 years worth of breakfast? 14,600 breakfasts you're going to make? Yeah, that's a miracle right there. All right, that's magic. <laughs> it comes in this ordinary little thing, these little bugs that creates and gift us with this manna. And so to pray for our daily bread isn't to pray for some magic that is unexplainable. It's to pray to notice the little ordinary things that are happening, how God is showing up in the midst of the struggle and the difficulty and the exhaustion and the weight and the heaviness of life. How God's gonna bring us through. I don't know that anyone ever gets daily bread without some other interaction with creation or someone else. It just, I don't know how else we are provided for. That's the only way I've ever seen it happen. That's the only way I've ever experienced it, through something else or someone else. This is why our prayer goes, give us this day our Daily bread, it's not give me my daily bread. It's not give you your daily bread, it's give us. It's a corporate prayer. It's a thing about all of us needing the same thing and all of us relying on each other to get it and to receive it and to have it for all of us to thrive, for all of us to help get this future bread here right now. The more we pay attention to each other, the more we pay attention to creation, the more we pay attention to life, the more we start to notice, hey, this is exactly how it's working. Even through gross little bugs, right? Somehow we're being provided for. This is the gift. And so for Morgan, trusting God has called her to continue into that role. Trusting and knowing somehow she's being provided for, somehow she's being cared for. Um, that God hasn't called her into this difficult thing to to waste away, but that God's also going to renew her and carry her through it. And so she shared some of that as well, and I want you to take a look at what she says.
1: My co-workers have really held me up during this time as well. I'm thankful for them and that they've been there with me. and. That we can talk about these things because they understand exactly what it is that I feel and what I go through and have moments like I have where things are really difficult and it's hard to keep going. So that has really helped me. In the beginning of the pandemic, people did bring us lots of food and lots of treats and just kind of express their gratitude. Our patients' families or even members of the community, um, and we thought that was really great. I love eating, so I love when they bring you can eat or treats and that just helps you to remember that they're thinking about you. Um, We also have some notes that have been written to us by I think some kids in the community. They're from Christmas last year, but we still have them up in our break room um, where they like made us cards and told us thank you for doing what we're doing. And that was really sweet. Um, So we have those up, and then probably some other children. Our walkway, where we walk from the parking deck into work, they have put some signs up there. So that stuff has been there. Probably since close to the beginning, and it's still hanging there. And I read them while I walk by. Little things like that I think are nice and helpful, and they make me think that people are thinking about me, and I appreciate that. I've received some cards and some gifts from people, and people reach out to me, um, and I appreciate that. I think that, you know, if you know somebody who's a healthcare worker or somebody in any kind of healthcare field, you know, just remembering to reach out to them and to let them know that you're thinking about them. Um, because this is still happening, it's still hard. Um, things are still not looking very good, and just because things are different now, we're more used to it, doesn't mean it's any less hard.
0: Yeah, I love I love her last line. Just because we're used to it now, doesn't mean it's any less hard. That goes for her life, and guess what? That goes for your life too, and my life too. Just because we're used to it now, doesn't mean it's not hard doesn't mean it's not difficult. Uh, doesn't mean you shouldn't feel exhausted and tired. And I want to say, when I come in here and I feel that from you, I go, good, because I am too. (laughs) And I need to know other people are, and it's not just me. that I'm not the only one that has days like this and not like this. This reminder, we're all in this whole thing together, and and we're praying for our daily bread, and we need each other to have that. So it means paying attention to the normal things uh, in our lives that are showing up. The gift, it always seems to show up, right? Whether it's the sun or a card or a phone call or the squirrels playing or the birds, but it's always showing up from someone else or something else. The money didn't just magically show up in your bank account. The card just didn't magically get placed in the mailbox. You didn't just magically get an encouraging word. Someone sent that, someone thought of you, something happened right we're getting that from regular ordinary things the prayer is about us opening up and noticing that more in our lives To notice everything we need to get through this is already here right now which seems scary to say and yet it is everything you need to get through this time you're in you have right now and maybe that means you need to call somebody Maybe that means you need to call a therapist. Maybe that means you need to call your pastor. Maybe that means you need to call a counselor. You have it, though. It's right there. Whatever you need to get through this, you have. Are you paying attention to that? And so, uh, a lot of times we forget how simple these situations can be and how life-giving they can be. Uh, for, for example, this woman, she pulls up in to get some fro-yo, and this is what she says, I was crying pulling into a parking spot to treat myself to fro-yo because I was having a day. I caught a glimpse of a teenage girl and a dad in the car next to me while I was crying. When I came back after eating fro-yo, their car was gone, but this was in my door handle. And here's the next picture of the note. Your f- fro-yo is on us. We hope tomorrow is a better day. I was just somebody who noticed somebody else. I said, hey, just leave a note. Um, or, Or this story that a man shared the other day. He says, my dad died when I was eight. Every week, a few dads on my hockey team would offer to tie my skates, not in a big showy way, in a quiet, kind way. They filled the gap. Find a way to fill the gap for someone. It will make you both better. this is the reminder hey yeah yeah give us this day our daily bread the thing that's off in the future give us it today and that it doesn't hap- happen by magic it happens well i think it is kind of magic how it happens but it takes us paying attention to the things that are happening around us so we can receive it and so that we can give it it's all ordinary stuff but nothing's really ordinary. Everything's really a miracle. Everything's really a gift. Everything's really special. It's just we forget to ever see it. Yeah. I saw a kid tweet something out the other day. He said, uh, Why is it that unicorns are so special and giraffes are so normal? What's unusual? A, a horse with a horn on it or a camel mule type thing with a 40 foot neck? Right? <laughs> That's the unusual thing, but we think it's normal. We think unicorns are special. Right? We, we've just gotten so used to everything. We forget how sacred and special and holy and magical it all is and the role we get to play in receiving it and giving it. The role we get to play in this wilderness. And so when we pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread. We're asking for a taste of that kingdom, a taste of that goodness, a taste where everyone has what they need. Or we're a part of it, and they're a part of it. Or I'm a part of it, and you're a part of it. Or I'm receiving it, and you're receiving it, and I'm giving it, and you're giving it. The whole thing. We're all in it together. And so I invite you to take your hands and put them palms up in your lap, and uh, let's do let's do a breath together. Can we do in through the nose and out through the mouth? Okay, let's breathe. And out. And let's pray. God, we are grateful for this gift of of life, this reminder that even when we are exhausted, even when things are still so difficult in so many ways, uh, even when we feel like we're in the wilderness, that you have given us everything we need each day. Open us up and help us see that that even in our worst moments, even in the moments where, where things are the most difficult, something is happening. And then allow us to turn around and give that gift to someone else too this reminder that we're all in this together this reminder that your your future kingdom is here now and so open us up so that we all have enough to live and move and love through Christ we pray amen